Welcome to the Refuge Podcast. This podcast was launched from the idea to encourage college students on their walk to class, drive to work, or maybe just the mundane task of folding laundry in the basement of your dorm. Our passion and purpose is to equip and encourage you right where you are to be a disciple that makes disciples on your campus. We're invested in college students, whether you're 18 to 25, taking a gap year, maybe a fifth year senior, or attending school virtually, this is for you. Or hey, maybe you're just tuning in because you want to be a disciple that makes disciples, and we're quite okay with that too. Thanks for spending the next 15 minutes with us. Enjoy the conversation. So when I was in middle school, I was kind of a runt, like I grew later in life and didn't really grow that much, but I was always like one of the shortest in my class and just small, a small kid. I don't know. Uh, I have celiac, so maybe that had something to do with it. No, uh, no need to justify. I mean, that's how... Okay, just, I was just a small kid. Jeez. Yeah, there's but nothing wrong with that. Now I'm a bulky, like, just... Yeah, you are such a man. I go to the gym. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> as a kid, when, you know, the playground was a big deal, there's a lot of stuff that could go down at the playground. You can meet your, you know, future wife on the playground, uh, or at least just show off for the girls on the playground. You could... Um, you know, play the most amazing soccer game you ever played in your life. I got my first fight on the playground, uh, which really consisted of me shoving a guy over and then running. I Like, I pushed him out of, like, protecting my friend, and I felt really cool. Then you ran away. And then he stood up, and I was like, oh, no, mm-hmm. I'm about to get, like, just beat down. Mm-hmm. So I ran, you know, which is a good thing to do. Um, so, and he ended up, anyway. So, but as a kid, I remember... The big thing, this is around fifth or sixth grade, the big thing that we would do in the playground is play Red Rover. Okay, that was, I don't know if it's still around, uh, Red Rover, Red Rover, bring so-and-so right over. And he would sprint to the other line. There would be two lines formed, and each line is holding hands. And your goal is to run through the hands of someone in the other line. And if you make it, help me out, if you make it through the line, you now join with them? No. How does, how does it go? What if the, you, I don't know. If, if you, you break, break the, the line, line, they have to go to your line? Yeah, that's like something they lost. Right, whatever. but if they if you don't break the line, now you have to join them? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds right. So for me, being a small kid, I'm a competitive. I was fast because, you know, I'm small. But I was competitive, and I really wanted to break the line. But I never I never could because I was so small. And, and every time we go, all right, let's play Red Rover, they line up first time. Red Rover, Red Rover, bring Adam right over. And it's like. He's just going to sprint, and we're going to clothesline him, and it's going to be fine. <laughs> well, I just remember every time we would go outside, and they're all getting around, let's play Red Rover. And I'm like, oh, geez, here we go. Every time in my head it wasn't like, oh, let me just try to get out of this. It was like, no, I'm going to figure out a way. I will <laughs> break the line. And if for some reason I remember this specific one time. I just had it in my head. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go in there fearless. I'm just going to run as hard as I can, and I'm, I'm going to jump in the air this time to get up, to, like, break it, whatever. And I sprinted across, and there was, like, gladiator music playing in the background, <laughs> and they clotheslined me. They closed it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I just I, I think that may have been the first time in my life that I was knocked unconscious. I just I don't remember much other than being pretty dirty. And everyone Are you laughed. kidding? No, I'm for real. I don't know if I got knocked out, but I, I just remember it being like a kind of, <laughs> whoa, what just happened moment. Okay. Yeah, it and was it didn't, a hard hit. Yeah, it didn't feel great, and I'm like in the dirt. Aw, that makes me sad. Yeah, it was, it was sad. <laughs> and they're all laughing, you know, and 
kicking me. And no, they weren't kicking me. But uh, anyway, I I don't remember ever. I don't remember ever winning Red Rover mm. or ever being the one that were like, I made it through. And I remember after that point, I was like, I'm not playing this again. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I right. can't. I am not physically capable of playing this game. Yeah. And now as an adult, I'm like, there are a lot of things that I'm physically. I shouldn't play rugby. I tried to play it in college and. It just wasn't your just sport. just wasn't my thing. But sometimes, to Caitlin, to transition us into what we're talking about today, there are things in your life where you just feel like. I, I just can't, I feel like I just cannot reach that. I mm-hmm. feel like I cannot get to that. And holiness is one of those things, uh, as we talk about it today, where we just feel like it's just the, the problem with it and the idea. We know that we're called to it, okay? So First Peter tells us to be holy, but it just feels like something that we just can't get to. Right. I think when it comes to this, sometimes especially in different stages of life when you're like up against normal things of the world, this kind of word just makes you cringe. Like, and obviously this podcast is for college students, 18 to 25. And so if you're listening to this and you're a college student and we're talking about holiness, I'm curious if you just want to cringe a little bit because you know what that means is obviously walking in the ways of Christ, but what you typically can feel when we talk about holiness is just shame and guilt of not measuring up per se. Um, And immediately what would come to your mind are not the things that would be in your life that make you holy, but the things that make you not holy (laughs) or like unholy. Uh, Yeah, that's hard. Um, So it's just, it's a, it's a cringy word sometimes because you're like, gosh, I just like follow Jesus. I love Jesus, but I'm not perfect. I fall short. And so I feel like holiness, like me being holy is something that I will never accomplish. And so it, it's kind of a, it can be a roadblock. But what we want to just challenge you with today is the importance and why holiness matters um, and why it's just so important in our walk with Christ to keep that as an top priority of how we walk and how we live every single day. But it's important to know that Holiness is a sanctification process. It's something that you have to re-surrender to Christ every day, that you have to um, just make steps and take little small steps of obedience constantly. It's not something that you're just going to achieve and arrive at. Um, I do believe that the Lord looks at us and He sees us as a holy people, and we are His people, and so that is that's something that I would say he characterizes us by, but I would also say that holiness is something that you have to um, take steps to, you know, be set apart or um, different, you know. And so by definition, holiness is to cut or to separate, to set apart. And really, when we take a step back, we'll see that when we are walking in holiness, it's a way of declaring the excellencies of Christ with our lives. I love that the definition to cut because yeah. I think we we feel as though becoming holy or being holy we're gaining like we th- we feel like we're we're we, we said earlier the problem is with holiness is that we feel like we can't attain it we mm-hmm. we can't get there and that's probably the the biggest thing there is because we think of it as something that we do attain or or gain in our life and really it's it's cutting it's separating yourself from uh, or setting yourself apart. Um, and you know, this idea of declaring the excellencies of Christ with our lives, um, that, I mean, I, I love Colossians three twenty three. Like if there is, I don't, we don't write on our mirror or anything in our bathroom, but if that was one to write, it would be that because it's whatever you do 
I love the word whatever. I only love it in this context. Caitlin and I know that when we're arguing with each other, the word whatever is off limits. You can't say the word whatever because it's a lot of attitude in that word. Uh, but here in this passage, whatever you do, meaning anything with your life, God doesn't just call preachers, he calls people. So with whatever you do in your life, do it all for the glory of God. So using the life that you've been given, which was given to you by God, if you didn't know that, uh, declaring everything that you are and giving Christ all of the honor and glory for that. And it really simplifies things. You know, it really simplifies. And I'm not saying it makes it easy, but it really simplifies things. Because I, I do think of a lot of the college students that we talk with where we we present this or we, you know, we talked about this at our retreat. And in the conversation of holiness, it's like, ugh, man, I know I struggle, but like I, I really don't think it's that big of a deal to go out and party with my friends. And they're like, so, but I know that's not making me holy. And it, you start this kind of tug of war of like, God, I, I want, I'm, I'm living for you and I, I do love you and I have a relationship with Jesus. So that's great. But there are some things that I would like to do. And so we, we tend to go, hey, and I don't know if you ever tried this with your parents growing up, Caitlin, but my mom would, would give me like a chore or something to do. And in that moment, I really didn't want to do it. And so this one time I was like, hey, I know that you want me to take that trash out right now, but but in this moment, I'm just going to, I'm going to watch this real quick on TV. There's a show on. And next time it hits a commercial, then I'll do it. Yeah. And then what happens though, when the commercial comes? You haven't done anything. You don't, you didn't, you don't go anywhere. This isn't just a childhood, Adam. This is still adult, Adam. <laughs> when I ask you to help me with something. <laughs> hey, are you sure? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Only if it's, it's playoff hockey time right now. So like, yeah, that's, they don't have a lot of commercials. When it's sports. So I think it'd be helpful, though, to talk about maybe what holiness is not, because I yeah. think that a lot of the time we want to define holiness in a way that's not even accurate. So what do, what would you say that holiness is not? Yeah, I mean, think about it. Let's put it real simply here, that you give your life to Jesus. Maybe you say a prayer, someone walks you through it, whatever it may be. You give your life to Jesus. In that moment, there, there are these two words that begin to happen. Justification is the word that happens immediately. Uh don't get distracted by the word that you feel like you grew up hearing and you don't know what it means. But basically, in that moment, justified salvation happens. Jesus died on the cross for your sins, and he's a just God. But the justification is the fact that Jesus died for your sins. You you believe in him. You admit you're a sinner. Believe in him. Commit your life to him. Boom. You're a follower of Jesus. You're what we use the word Christian. The word Christian has been kind of thrown around to where it, it almost doesn't even make sense anymore. But... You're a follower of Jesus. That's justification. But at the same time, a process, what you said earlier, begins to happen. That sanctification process is the process of becoming holy. Holiness is not an end goal. So I think what can happen is that we look at sanctification and we go, okay, now that I'm justified, there's light at the end of the tunnel and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be sanctified one day completely. Yes, in heaven. So like here on earth, you your goal for your life is to be as much like Jesus as possible. Not to not here on earth to reach holiness. I'm holy. I'm done. I'm good. I gave my life to Jesus when I was eight. Boom. Um, I'm sanctified. And I think it's important to know it's not an end goal because you can never be more like Jesus here on earth until you get to heaven. Constantly reach that. And you know, I and mean, when we said this earlier, it's not about us. Like holiness is not, again, it's not about how hard you can work to become like Jesus, how many good things you can do, how many people you can be nice to or, or serve, or it's just not about what you can do to accomplish holiness. That's more 
in the lines of religion. And so holiness, it's, it's not about us. It's Again, it's about declaring the excellencies of Christ. So if you're doing that in your life and giving everything to him, then you will see that you'll begin to become more holy because it's all about him anyway, not about who we are. Yeah, that's a good check too. I think when you think about being holy, if your initial thoughts are like just shame or condemnation over yourself and like how you're, you feel like you're not measuring up, like then that should be a red flag for you. Because really when, when we think about holiness, we should think about how am I like showing Christ to the world? What does that look like? How can I make more of him? Not necessarily like how am I not measuring up to who Christ wants me to be? It's just, what can we do in our own life that is going to point other people to Jesus? And so, yeah, it's not about being morally pure. That would really be dumbing down how good and great God is. If it's all about just, checking off the boxes of living a morally pure life. Um, holiness is way, way more than that. It's, yeah. it's, it's the fruit that's produced in our lives that reflects Jesus to the world. And so um, we can think of holiness um, as something very small sometimes, and we're not really making um, it out to be as great as it really is um, to be able to share Christ with the world. Yeah. The, you know, with that just feeling as though, we have to work hard or produce things or, or be enough, you know, or, or do enough to become holy. And, you know, we've talked about intimacy with Jesus on this podcast before. And what's kind of funny about this, and this is just maybe pulling back the curtain a little bit, but when you look at, when I look at our podcast on our, we, we use um, a thing that kind of helps us put our podcast out there. When you look on it, it shows you how many downloads there are. And on the downloads, it shows you the count and that's how many people listen to the episode. And out of all the episodes, we've reached, uh, I believe we're we're past uh, 30. So this one will be 31. Congratulations, Caitlin. Cool. Let's celebrate. Uh, so on all of our podcasts, the least listened to podcast out of all of them is the episode that we did, Intimacy with Jesus. <laughs> And I don't know why that's funny to me, but it I think it's one of those topics where we just go, ah, I don't I've tried that, I can't do it. I'm not good at it. I don't know, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Or it's the it's the guilt factor where we go, I know I'm gonna listen to this and I'm just gonna feel guilty for not having a good relationship with Jesus, so I'm just not gonna listen to it. And so then when we read our Bible and we're like, hey, I want to do a, a Bible study. And then we go through First Peter and it's like, hey, I urge you as foreigners to abstain from sinful desires, which wage war against you. And then it says, hey, be holy like like I am holy. And God's saying, be holy. And we're going, uh-oh, I'm not doing that very well. Oh, geez. And then we start to think about all the things that we can do to become holy. And the, we've said this before too, that God is more interested in our being than our doing. And when we understand that and understand that it's just it's just being with him. You know, I've talked about going up on this land and praying over this land. And Caitlin kind of thinks I'm a psychopath for it. But like going and praying over it. And I learned after weeks of going up there that it's not really about me being in that specific spot, pointing towards the land and praying over it. It's about me just spending time with him. Like it's the, it's the intimacy that I was having with Jesus in those moments. That's what he desired. Uh, look in Matthew uh, six, I think, where it's like, you know, ask, seek, and knock, and it tells us to do those things. I think it's more so about us doing, like, just going to him and being in that moment and having faith that if we do knock, he will open the door. It's more about those things than what's on the other side of the door or what's on the other side of the ask. It's just about us 
approaching him. And so when holiness comes up, when that topic comes up or you see it in scripture or um, maybe you're listening to the podcast today and you're like, uh, I don't know, like I'm just not doing a very good job. First of all, understand that it's not, it's not about what you can do. It's not about all the things that you can do to work hard and and you can eventually do enough for you to start feeling holy. Um, it's it's a process. Be patient in it. It's not it's not something you're going to like, you know, all of a sudden I'm holy next week. I, I went a week without sinning and now I'm holy. First of all, good luck with that. Um, but then it, it's a process. Be patient in it. But know that that it is something that it's not about more so what you can do. It's who you are becoming. And spend intimate time with Jesus. That's where you'll find closeness with him. And the closer you are with him, you'll begin walking with him, not just outwardly, but inwardly. And that's what's going to help in that. There's a great, a great quote by Charles Spurgeon, and I'll uh, finish up on this today, but it says, I wish that saints would cling to Christ half as earnestly as, sinner, as sinners cling to the devil. If we were as willing to suffer for God as some are willing to suffer for their lusts, what perseverance and zeal would be seen on all sides? It's kind of a it's kind of a punch. It's kind of a, a challenge uh, there. But for us to be willing to suffer for God, for us to be willing uh, to lay down our agenda, to lay down our plans, and to say, "Hey, God, whatever you have for me, that's what I want. I just want to be close to you." Um, he will he will provide clarity when he wants to provide clarity or needs to provide it. He will provide for you. He's Jira, right? We've been singing about it. People all over the world have been singing about it like crazy. Uh, he provides. It's just the closeness that we desire with him. And that's where you'll see that you become holy. You don't do something and all of a sudden be holy. So hope you enjoy the conversation today. It's a good challenge um, and not something that we can just, you know, all of a sudden become that tomorrow. It's a process. Uh, be patient in it. And I hope you guys enjoy. We'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We pray that these 15 to 20 minutes have equipped and encouraged you to be a disciple and make disciples right where you are. We release a new podcast every Monday, so be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this podcast. That would help us. Also, to see a clear picture of what is going on with The Refuge Retreat, follow us on Instagram at The Refuge Retreat NC. Our mission is to unify a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus, and hopefully over there, you'll see just that. Thanks for following along, and we'll see you next week.